Welcome, fellow players. My name is Victor Sulfera and this is Generation PlayStation. PlayStation says goodbye to the PS3, PSP and PS Vita. Oh no! Yeah, it's a sad, sad day, ladies and gentlemen. Why, you ask? Well, in last week's episode, I talked about this briefly because it was just announced and now we have the confirmation that the PlayStation Store for the PS3, PSP and PS Vita will soon cease to exist. In fact, the web store has already ceased to exist. Right now, only the stores on the consoles themselves exist but even those are going away quite soon. But before I get to the sad part of this episode, I, well, I just want to remind you that this is GenPS, the Generation PlayStation podcast, a podcast that is all about the love for PlayStation. Yeah, usually I like to focus on the love, on the positive aspects, but this time around we will have some negative things to discuss, which is a bummer, but it has to be done, and I like to do that in a segment that I like to call the Circle of News, where I talk about what is currently happening in the world of PlayStation. I then like to talk about the new games coming out and the games coming out soon on PlayStation platforms, and also what scores they, they might be getting on Metacritic if they have been scored um, by now. Also, I like to talk about what deals you can get to get your gaming on for cheaper, and if I've played a certain game uh, that I would like to recommend to you, then I might just do that as well. And I like to end the, the episodes always. Uh, it is, uh, you know, in one week I do a topical um, show where I pick a topic that is a current topic or a future topic where I like to speculate. And... Um, then there is another week where I like to talk about more historic stuff uh, to get you up to speed with the history of PlayStation and relevant things to talk about the history of PlayStation, which if you love PlayStation like I do, you will be probably interested in. Because, you know, by looking at the past, we are able to improve on the current situation and on the future. And we are also sometimes able to appreciate the changes that already happened and that make gaming even better nowadays than it was previously. And so that's why I also like to talk about um, older games. And in this, uh, this time around, it's not really an old game. It's Persona 5, which I will be talking about in this episode. But I also will be talking about other games a bit older in the news section because of the closure of the PlayStation stores on legacy hardware. So you know what? Let's get right to it with the first segment of the show. It's the circle of news. And so, yes. It's true. It's happening. The PlayStation stores will close on PS3, PS Vita and PSP. I talked about this briefly in the last episode, but now, now it's real. Uh, last week it was just a rumor, but now it's real. And when exactly that is happening, well, you can read all about the details regarding this, how it is happening, when it is happening, all of that stuff. Um, there is a page, playstation.com slash support slash important dash notice. And there you can get all the information you need. But I'm just going to give you 
some uh, parts of this which I think are important to mention. So, first of all, it says here, we are closing PlayStation Store on PlayStation 3 consoles on 2nd July 2021 and on PlayStation Vita devices on 27th August 2021. The remaining purchase functionality for PSP, PlayStation Portable, will also retire on 2nd July 2021. And then they have here a list of features which you will be still able to access and other features that will not be um, functioning anymore. So let's get through that as well. What features can I use after the closure of the PlayStation Store and purchase functionality on PS3, PS Vita and PSP devices? Features you will still be able to access. You will still be able to re-download and play previously purchased game titles. You will still be able to access previously purchased video and media content. You will still be able to redeem game and PlayStation Plus vouchers. You will still be able to re-download and play claimed game titles through PlayStation Plus as long as you remain a member of the service. Features you will lose access to. You will no longer be able to purchase PS3, PS Vita and PSP digital content, including games and video content. You will no longer be able to make in-game purchases through games on PS3, PS Vita and PSP. You will no longer be able to redeem PSN wallet fund vouchers, well, gift cards, on PS3, PS Vita or PSP devices once PlayStation Store and purchase functionality for those devices close. Um, your PSN wallet funds rem will remain in your PSN account but you will only be able to use your wallet funds to purchase PS4 and PS5 products on the PlayStation Store on the web, PlayStation app or on PS4 and PS5 consoles. Well, yeah, this doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. And I talked about it very briefly and I probably should have talked about it more on the last episode because it came off a bit like I was dismissing it. And the reason is I, I didn't really have time to prepare anything to say about it. And I hadn't had, I didn't have my mind right at that moment. Um, I hadn't collected every thought about this yet. So I thought it would be very important to talk about this again in this episode. Also because it's now official, but um, apart from that, also because I feel like I should have talked more about this in the last episode. And the reason is that I, in the last episode, I just said, you know, that's what happens with legacy hardware. And that is true. Sooner or later, that is what happens to legacy hardware. Um, servers will not be maintained forever. That's just how it is. That's the digital life. And we have to live with that. Uh, every digital purchase can just go away unless it's something you can download and works offline. As, as soon as there is an online component, you cannot keep it running at least in an official manner. There are ways, there are um, there are custom servers and stuff that people uh, put up to be able to play online games that lost that official support for that a long time ago. And there are, there are still now servers by the community, made by the community to be able to play certain games online. But in an official manner, it's sooner or later, that is done. And that's that's how it is with digital uh, media. That's how it happens. And, and, and I think that that is one of the main reasons why people like to still buy physical media. I, I 
personally like to buy digital media because, well, it's just the convenience. And also, for me, the way I consume media is, well, I like to, to have a look on a lot of stuff. I, I don't like to always watch the same movies, watch the same television shows, play the same games. So mostly, when I'm done with a game, I just... I never play it again, or if I play it again, it will be after a lot of years. So it's not really hurting my wallet extremely if I then have to rebuy it or whatever, or have to find another way to play it. I mean, in certain cases, in s there are some games where it gets so freaking difficult that it also gets very expensive. But all in all, I still feel like, for me personally, I see more advantages with the digital um, way of consuming media and there are other reasons for, besides of course being feeling feeling more comfortable doing it because yeah you know you don't have to swap discs um your games you you cannot really lose your games because they are always in the cloud so to say you just have to re-download them you know with a disc you can lose the disc and yeah it's and also i i live with my girlfriend and my daughter and If I had all my games as physical media, I would need my own shelf for that. And it's it's not something... I mean, I know a lot of people like that. But I personally, I don't like that that much. If I had, like, my own room for that stuff, specifically, if I had, like, uh, a man cave, so to say, that would be cool. But right now, my PlayStation 5 is in the living room. And I don't really want to receive visits from certain people and having my game collection there it's and i mean it's not that i don't own it i i always talk openly about loving games but i still don't like the look i like a clean look in my living room you know what i mean it's just an aesthetic thing so and there are other reasons uh for example playstation getting a bigger cut of the sales and you know just retail being out of the picture i don't know exactly how the ratio is when it comes to how much the publishers and how much the developers get from digital uh, uh, purchases but i would hope that it's more than with physical pur purchases and of course th the possibility is there because you're if you're cutting out the middleman the the retailers then well there is more money to spread between all of the involved parties so I hope that if it is not already the, the case, then that it will be the case sooner or later that developers and publishers get more money uh, that way. And it's also a way of not making games that much uh, expensive because we have already had an increase with the PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 games went up in price $10 or 10 euros, um, at least the first party ones. Uh, And, and not all of them, Miles Morales is an exception because it's not, you know, it's not a complete sequel to the first Spider-Man. It's more like a side story, um, which is also not quite true because it is, it is kind of in the middle. It's, it is a sequel, but it's also a side story. It, it will connect to the next game, but it's not a direct sequel, so to say. And yeah, then there are other titles like Returnal, which has gone gold which is a cool thing. It's, well, positive news there. So we will definitely get um, Returnal very soon, unless they pull a Cyberpunk 2077 on us, where that game went gold as well, and then it was still delayed, but whatever. Um, 
so games became more expensive and maybe that would have not been needed if there were no physical sales at all if everything was digital maybe then that increase would not have been needed but even at that price point and the way games are evolving i think that sooner or later we will have to increase the prices of games again because games are very expensive to make and people don't realize this so there has to be a way to 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 handle this if you don't want microtransactions in your games then probably games have to become more expensive and they still have a good value if you think about for example a movie especially now with the premiere releases that are happening for example on Disney Plus where you have to pay 30 bucks for for a movie or you know let's just talk about a, a cinema ticket when whenever uh, theaters or cinemas however you want to call them come back let's say you're paying 50 15 um for a ticket i mean that's probably like two hours for 15 dollars and 100 hours for 60 dollars doesn't look that bad in comparison um for example i mean persona 5 is a game like that and i will be talking about persona 5 that game is 100 hours long so a lot of content for that amount of money if you compare it to movies so yeah I, i i like the value in games and i think that when you look at if games have to get more expensive because of physical media then well i i would prefer to have them digitally that's just how i look at it and i know a lot of people don't agree with that but that aside this is the danger of going digital and i as a person who prefers to play digital i'm aware of that that this can happen it shouldn't happen at least not like this but it can happen so you always have to take that risk and the same happens with ps now uh, game pass all of those services it can all just go away and that is the risk but should that happen no as i said it should not happen like this there should be a solution somehow to you know make this not feel as bad as it is right now maybe something like ps now can be the key adding more of ps3 ps vita and psp games or in the case of ps vita and psp adding those games uh, for the first time it's not adding more but adding ps vita and psp games for the first time in the case of ps3 adding more games to ps now so that you know people might still be able to have a way to play those games because game preservation is something that has to be taken into account games are art they just are and we have to preserve them art is i mean you look at how many paintings how many songs how many movies are preserved in the best way possible because those are relevant pieces of our culture they they are so important to our history and culture that we have to preserve them and the same thing goes for games i mean the gaming industry is now the biggest industry uh, it's bigger than movies it's bigger than music it's it's so gigantic and yet we still have not really figured out a good way to preserve them i mean there are a lot of people and there was uh, a group of uh, guys um, who are really interested in preserving games uh, they have actually just straight up released uh, 700 over 700 prototypes and demos for uh, ps2 that have never seen the light of day and they just released all of them to preserve them and that is a, a pretty cool thing and a lot of people are interested in that and 
you know, emulation is is a good way to fight against this situation. But when it comes to emulation, well, there is a pretty good PS3 emulator. PSP is well emulated. There shouldn't be an issue there. Uh, it's not an official way of playing them, but at least there is some way of playing them. And then PS Vita is where it gets real tricky because there is a PS Vita emulator, but it's far from good. Um, I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to be talking like the the developer behind the the PS Vita emulator isn't doing a good job. Not at all. It's hard to 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 make an emulator. That's not what I mean. It's just. In the current state, it's not able to play a lot of uh, games that are not homebrew games. So, yeah, it, it it's it's not a good situation. So I hope that we will see. And and there was this uh, patent uh, that Sony had just recently uh, updated, where it was all about adding trophies to older games and legacy games from legacy hardware. So maybe that is a hint that they are working on a way to bring those games in a way to newer consoles. I mean, I would love to see PlayStation 1 on PS5. I would love to see PlayStation 2 on PS5. And in some cases, that at least is already possible because of the PS2 titles that were released for PS4. But I would like to see a a wider availability of those titles. And with PS3, PS Vita and PSP, definitely I would like to see a solution for that as well. PS3, as I said before, there are some games on PS Now, but it's not nearly enough. It's um, it's tricky. And, and you know what's even more trickier? Uh, besides all of this game preservation stuff that is already really bad, because you would have to have one of these consoles. You would have to... If you now want to play a PS3 title after uh, August, uh, or in the case of PS3, it's even uh, after July. It's even sooner. The PS Vita is after August. If you would want to play a game for those consoles, well, you have to get those consoles because they aren't available. Those games aren't available on other systems, um, most probably, because as I said, on PS Now, you don't have all PS3 games. There might be games that you want to play in that are on PS Now. So you would have to buy a PlayStation 3. But then how do you get access to those games if the PS Store is now gone? You would have to buy physical media, right? But some in some cases, there wasn't a physical release. For certain indie games, that is definitely the case. And also, for some other uh, releases, they can get pretty rare. I mean, there are some games that are so rare and so expensive to buy used because they are so rare that it's like, it's just dumb. It's just real dumb. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's stupid. But even that isn't all. There is even more to talk about here because there are other aspects where this just is just straight up bad and it's straight up bad for people still developing ps vita games because yes those people exist i for example lilimo games they have um the last release was Hellbroxia 2 and that came out on the playstation vita and they recently bought a ps vita dev kit which is very expensive dev kits are almost always very expensive and they bought a ps vita dev kit just recently and now they get this news and they are not able to put out games for PS Vita anymore. They have said this officially. They will not put out any more games for the PS Vita because there is no way they are finished until August. And so they just bought a PS Vita dev kit. Come on, man. Then at least refund them. Give them their money back for that dev kit. 
because it's of no use right now. What are they going to do with a dev kit for a console that doesn't have a store anymore? It's just stupid. It's just freaking stupid. So if at least they had a way of, you know, taking those games into a service like PS Now, then maybe it would still be possible for them to uh, keep their PS Vita uh, version. Although you wouldn't be able to play on a PS Vita probably. It would have to be through game streaming or whatever with PS Now or with emulation on PS5 if they add PS Vita emulation to PS5. So they might just also just want to stick then to a, a native PS5 version instead of that. Probably that would be more, um, would be better. But there are a lot of games that will not be getting PS5 versions on PS Vita. Um, there are a lot of those games and it would be cool to have still a way to officially play them. So it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, Vita developers that currently have to cancel their games, that are losing money, that are losing hours and hours of work because they put a lot of work into making those games and now they just have to throw it all away because they probably won't be finished until august i mean i don't think that the problem here is that the ps stores for ps vita psp and ps3 are closing i don't think that's the core issue because i think that everybody knows that was bound to happen sooner or later the issue is that they should have told everybody a lot sooner or at least make the closure of those stores a lot later so they could have announced it just like they did now but don't close it august this year close it august next year give people some time to think about this and to think about if it is even worth it to now uh, release or make a game for ps vita or not and the people that were already making games for ps vita would probably still have enough time to put those games out and to still have some sales so that they don't lose all of their money and also in the meantime Think about a solution that makes it possible to still play all of those games. I mean, it isn't just Sony, of course, but Sony is probably the worst case here. I mean, you can make the case for Nintendo uh, with their Nintendo Switch not being able to play a lot of those games. There are some games and though that Nintendo Switch Online stuff that they have going on where you can play old games, but even then it's not perfect. Then you have the mini consoles which aren't the real deal also they are cool but i would much prefer to have emulation on current systems on the main platform so to say and with xbox they are probably the ones doing it the best because well talk about two companies going two completely different ways where you can definitely see in the games with gold announced by xbox they don't really care about games with gold anymore that much they are all about Game Pass, and now they also announced that there will be backwards compatible titles on Game Pass. Xbox games, original Xbox games, Xbox 360 games, playable through the cloud. Sony, wake up! You can do that as well! Do it! Don't tell me that it is not possible to have a PS1 emulator, PS2 emulator, and a PSP emulator. At least those three. Those three are very well emulated on PC and even on phones nowadays. Come on. You can have that on, on PS5, especially with your internal knowledge of the systems, because they are your systems. You can do that. So just put the work in, please. And don't come again with, the, like Jim Ryan said, why would anybody want to play an old game? Come on, man. There are certain games that are not getting remasters and remakes, and people want to still play them because they're nostalgic for them, because they are immensely good games. 
A game isn't just about graphics, it's also about story. It's also about gameplay. And there are a lot of good games from the past that don't have a remake, don't have a remaster. And guess what? Yeah, they don't look as good compared to the current games, but they still play very well in a lot of cases. And the story is still the same story that you loved back in the day. So don't come with me with that excuse, come on. No, just no. I mean, I'm not the guy to focus on playing old games, not at all. But I think that this is something that could be done. And of course it can be done because Xbox is doing it. And I know that the PS3 is tricky because of the cell architecture. But even then, I mean, the PS5 is very capable uh, as, a, as a system. And the PS3 emulator that is available for PC is now running on hardware that isn't that expensive, actually. Depending on the games, of course. So I think it would be possible to do that on PS5. It would take quite a bit of work, probably, but it would be possible. And PS Vita is definitely also possible. The re- We don't have... A, PS, a good PS Vita emulator right now for PC, but I think that Sony's developers are capable of doing that. The PS Vita is not a monster when it comes to graphical power. So, man, I just... I'm sorry, this is a bit of a rant, but it's it really makes me angry. Now that I've thought about all of the consequences and stuff, I just... I feel like I had to talk about this, and I, I hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> now looking back at the the virtual console that... Nintendo had I mean they had it figured out but they also changed their plans there and now they have that Nintendo Switch online which I don't know if a lot of people care about that I haven't seen a lot of love for that actually I I saw a bit of buzz when it came out first but since then I don't see a lot of people talking about that so I don't know I, I think that I mean I'm a PlayStation fan definitely but I just have to admit that Xbox is doing this better they just plain are wake up Sony come on <sighs> Let's keep going with better news and quickly because I just spent half an hour talking about that. So Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie and the director is John Wick's director, Chad Stahelski, or however you say his name, I'm not sure. And the protagonist uh, of the game, the the voice actor for the protagonist of the game, Jin Sakai, um, has already said that he would be fine or he would love to actually uh, play the role also in the movie but that is just him saying that i'm not sure if uh, he will actually do that or not uh, but we know that a ghost of tsushima movie is being made and that is pretty cool especially with that director i mean the john wick movies very cool movies and yeah that's besides already having uncharted uh, movie in in production uh the last of us tv series so there's a lot of stuff happening with playstation and its IPs uh, in the movie and, and TV space, which I also think is very, very cool. We'll get a lot of more eyes on those games because not everybody's a gamer. There are a lot of gamers, more and more, but still not everybody uh, is a gamer. And even those who are gamers might not be, might just be casual gamers who don't know about Ghost of Tsushima and they find out about it in the movie and then they are compelled to play the game. I I don't think there's anything to hate there honestly. I think it could be a pretty cool movie. And what is also pretty cool, I mentioned this earlier, is that Returnal has gone gold, uh, so expected April 30. And another cool thing is PlayStation games continuing to get a lot of awards. Let's talk about the BAFTA awards of this year and the winners. So The Last of Us Part 2 got animation, Hades got artistic uh, achievement, Ghost of Tsushima got audio achievement, 
Hades got Best Game, Sack by a Big Adventure got Best British Game, Carrion got Debut Game, Best Debut Game, um, Sea of Thieves got Evolving Game, Sack by a Big Adventure got the Best Family Game, Hades got the Best Game Design, Animal Crossing New Horizons got Game Beyond Entertainment Award, Animal Crossing New Horizons got also the Multiplayer Award, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales got the Music Award, Hades got the Narrative Award, Kentucky Road Zero TV Edition got Original Property, Laura Bailey got an award for her performance in The Last of Us Part 2, and Logan Cunningham got an award for his performance in Hades, and then Dreams got the Technical Achievement Award, and then we have the EE Game of the Year Award, which is voted on by uh, the public, and that went to The Last of Us Part 2. Whew! As you can see, the power of the PlayStation Studios very much alive. Just a ton of awards after already getting um, the game, the Game Awards awards and other awards as well. Now also the BAFTAs, a lot of awards for PlayStation games, and I just love that. I love the recognition that they get because they deserve it. Now let's talk about another game that deserves something, and that is criticism. Uh, and a bit of praise. And that is Cyberpunk 2077. Because, you know, praise. Because it wasn't a bad game at all. I, I like playing it. But they deserve criticism for all of the stuff that they did and they shouldn't have done. And the bugs that are in the game and the current state of the game. And why did they release it in that state? Well, CD Projekt Red said that they are now working on fixing that. I mean, not just now. They have been working on that for quite a while. But they are continuing to work on that. There is a new update out for the PS5 and uh, or for the PS4, which is also playable on the PS5. The PS5 version will come sooner or later, but it's still not sure when. And it's still not on the PlayStation Store. So it's still not on the level where Sony says, you know, now we can put it again on the PlayStation Store. So it, it, it was improved, yes, this new update. The game is in a better state. Uh, Stability-wise, it was improved, but also... Uh, other stuff, but it's still in a state where it's um, it's not in a good state on PS4, and they have to fix that first because before they start really thinking about a PS5 version. Because if they put out a PS5 version, people will be angry that the PS4 uh, PS4 version is still broken. So they have to take care of the PS4 version first. And <laughs> well, they say they are doing that, and that they hope that the game will be back on the PlayStation Store soon. But we will have to see about that. They have also confirmed that the online mode, the multiplayer mode that they have planned to have separately from the uh, main game, um, you can just play it. It was the, the plan was that you are able to play that game even if you don't own Cyberpunk 2077. And that is now scrapped, as it seems. They will just be doing online stuff on the main game. And that separate project is now cancelled. What is not cancelled though is the Witcher 3 PS5 version. They say that that is coming in the second half of 2021. They will also continue to work on the Witcher and the Cyberpunk franchises. And actually they will be working on those simultaneously beginning in 2022. They got a new uh, developer also. They, they bought a, a development studio called Digital Scapes from Canada. So that is probably going to help. 
to have more manpower. They also said that they are going to change their marketing a bit because, well, you know, their marketing with Cyberpunk 2077 uh, was pretty much, uh, how do you say it? A bunch of lies. A bunch of lies. That's what it was. Um, so, yeah, they have to improve a lot. And I don't know if they will ever be able to completely turn the ship around. But they're trying. They're trying. And I still believe that CD Projekt Red is a good developer. They showed that with The Witcher 3. They made massive mistakes with Cyberpunk 2077. But people make mistakes. That happens. We have to criticize it, definitely. But you can improve on that and come back stronger. We saw something similar there with No Man's Sky. So that game, maybe it would have been much more successful if all of that stuff in the beginning didn't happen. But the state it is in currently is still... A pretty good state to be in. Maybe it would have been a lot better, but at least it's something. It's in a pretty good state right now, and that's what you have to aim for. Not the moon necessarily, but, you know, to be in a good state at the very least. Bring the game into a good state, Cyberpunk 2077, and that will pe make people less angry and give you a bit of more... They ha will have a bit of more faith in you and, and your future games, so... I think that is very, very important to do. And so keep on doing that. And talking about keeping on doing stuff. And in this example, doing it well, Fortnite is adding dinosaurs. I just wanted to throw that, throw that out there. <laughs> they have, of course, already added uh, other characters to the game that I've talked about previously. We have uh, Kratos from God of War. We have Master Chief from the Halo series. We have uh, Lara Croft. We have... Uh, the Mandalorian that is not even from a game, it is from a TV show. It, they, It's just celebrating games and I know a lot of people hate on Fortnite, but I think it's just a celebration of games and I cannot hate Fortnite for that. I think it's pretty cool actually. It's not my type of game, but I still think it's pretty cool what is happening on there. And also Call of Duty got a lot of updates. Um, well, Call of Duty always getting updates. A new Call of Duty is supposed to be... Again, set in World War II. Not everybody's happy about that. Some people are. Well, it's getting a bit repetitive, maybe. But, well, when they were doing future-focused uh, stuff, people were complaining, why aren't you doing World War II stuff? So, whatever. Um, what matters for uh, Activision is the games keep on selling. <laughs> That's really what matters to them. Yeah. And talking about games selling, let's talk about the games that were sold in the last couple of days, the new games that came out in the next segment. Hey, that's fair for your square. So yeah, some interesting games came out. Uh, let's talk about the games for PS5. We have Disco Elysium, the final cut, which a lot of people have been expecting because I know that a lot of, a lot of people uh, love uh, Disco Elysium. We have Seven Deadly Sins, uh, Greed for Hitman 3, a new expansion there. We have uh well bell and wonderland which got a 58 on metacritic a 58 ladies and gentlemen i'm talking very um quietly because um this is embarrassing but what is not embarrassing at all is the 89 score that it takes two got damn it hazelight killing it it takes two got an 89 i definitely have to check that game out sooner or later space space Startopia got a 65, um, yeah, and a 90 score for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 5. I know that there are some issues with the trophies carrying over from the PS4 version and the save data and stuff, uh, 
the usual stuff, but apparently it's even worse on Xbox, where the game isn't working at all on the Xbox Series X, so, well, uh, I guess that smart delivery is not always smart. Uh, Then we have Evil Inside, which got a 43 score. Oh my god, that hurts. We have Tennis World Tour, which got a uh, Tennis World Tour 2, actually, which got a 60 on PlayStation 5 as well. Yeah, these are all PlayStation 5 games, actually, that I'm talking now, uh, about. I will be talking about PlayStation 4 later. Uh, Can't Drive This got a 67. I'm, uh, I think I actually talked about this already last week, so I'll end it there when it comes to the new releases on PS5. Now let's look at the upcoming games on PS5. Uh, we have, of course, Outriders. Uh, April 1st, and it's not an April Fool's joke. It's actually coming out, and that is pretty much it. And then let's look at the games that were released on the PS4. We got Lost World, Lost Words Beyond the Page, which got a 77. Um, we have Ahead in Time got a new uh, DLC, which is called Seal the Deal, and also another one, which is called Niyakuza Metro. Um... <laughs> And of course, also Disco Elysium. Again, a lot of people excited about that. Then there is uh, I Saw Black Clouds, which is a stupid name, and a 49 score, which is, well, indicative, uh, which, you know, that name is indicative of that, um, of a bad score to me. <laughs> it could have been a great game still and have a, a stupid name, but um, that's the first hint. When a game has a stupid name, probably not a good game. Then we have Narita Boy, which got a 75. Of course, Doom 3 VR Edition is out. And I saw some people who actually talked well about it, that they liked it. But it's actually only got a 70. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not completely in on all the details. So I cannot really tell you why that is the case. I saw some PlayStation VR users saying that they like the port to PlayStation VR. I don't know. Of course... Seven Deadly Sins, Greed, also for Hitman 3. And we have Kill All for Dead by Daylight, also. And uh, It Takes Two got an 86 on PlayStation 4, so not as highly scored as on PS5. Kaze, or Kaze, Kaze and the Wild Masks, whatever. Um, I don't know how to say that name, if it is Kaze or Kaze, I don't know. Uh, But that game got a 79, so not bad, not bad. Yeah, of course, Bell and Wonderland also released on PlayStation 4, but it doesn't have a score and it will probably not be a good score, um, as I as I said uh, regarding the PS5 version of that game. No, 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 no. Doesn't surprise me at all that it got a bad score. Mm-mm. Then we have Black Legend, which got a 56. We have Paradise Lost, which got a 69. Nice. And that's pretty much it. For the PS4 games that were released, let's look at the PS4 games that are going to be released. Is there something important to talk about? Well, of course, also Outriders, of course. And we have, of course, also Oddworld Soulstorm, which, uh, well, actually, that game, I forgot to talk about that for PS5. That game is, of course, also coming out on PS5. And it will actually be free on PS5 because it is included in the uh, PS Plus games for April. Um, So included for free for PS Plus subscribers on PS5. Um, But I will talk about that in just a minute. 
let's keep on going with the games that are coming out for PS4. We have Star Wars Republic Commando. We have What the Dub, which is a local multiplayer party game. I, I like that kind of game. I don't know much about this game, but maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But that's where it stops, really. Also, um, not a lot happening still, but it's getting better. It's getting better. But at least the PlayStation Plus games keep on being pretty good. And this time around, for April, we got Oddworld Soulstorm, just like I said, for PS5 users. And for PS4 users, you get Days Gone and Zombie Army 4. And of course, both of those games also playable on PS5, of course. So pretty, pretty cool. Um, I think that, again, PlayStation is doing very well with PlayStation Plus. I really like where PlayStation Plus is at right now. I just... I personally would prefer that they would give this love and care to PS Now because I think it's the more future-proof option between both of those services, but whatever. Uh, I, I'll still take it. And talking about free games, you can actually play uh, uh, f the free starter pack, is what they call it, for Hitman 3 until April 5th. Um, that is pretty cool. It offers access to the du Dubai location and there is more to come. So... That is pretty cool. They they did similar stuff like this, um, having the first episode or the prologue or whatever for uh, previous Hitman games for free. It's a pretty cool thing to get you into the game and then maybe buy the game. So check it out. Um, Hitman is just a series that is um, is pretty pretty good. It's, I mean, those games are pretty solid. So check them out. And another game that is pretty pretty solid is a game that I will be talking about in the last segment. So, let's get right to it. Persona 5 is one of the best JRPGs of all time, if not the best JRPG of all time. Not everybody will agree with that, but I really think that way, and it's time to celebrate that. Because Persona 5 came out four years ago, and actually the royal version of that game, which is almost like a new game, it's not just a version of the game, it's... The added content is pretty substantial. You know, that version of the game, or that new game, however you want to call it, Persona 5 Royal, came out one year ago. So let's celebrate those games. Because, as I said, I think that they are among the best, if not the best, JRPGs of all time. And why do I think that? Well, first of all, the style. The style is the first thing that you see about Persona 5 and where you like, this game is something else. This game is something else. The style, the menus, the art style, the music, it's just different. And different in a very, very good way. It's so freaking cool. Of course, then there is the gameplay, which I love. Essentially, Persona is a game where you have personas, which are like creatures that you catch. And in this case, you're catching them with your mask. The protagonist of Persona 5, who is known as Joker, uses a mask that he has when he goes into Mementos, which is... Imagine it being like a separate dimension of the world. It's, it's like the underworld. It's where people turn into monsters, or where monsters exist and coexist with people and people's feelings. It's very weird in some way, and it's very Japanese in that way, you know? and. Joker is able to go into that dimension, into Mementos, 
and use a mask that he has that magically appears. It's a complete outfit, actually. It's not just a mask. It magically appears when he enters Mementos because that's like the manifestation of his personality. That's what happens to you in Mementos. When you enter Mementos, you then appear like the manifestation of what is actually your character. And he has that mask, right? And he's able to catch Persona in that mask. And then he's able to use a persona. He's just able to summon a persona with that mask. And it's pretty, pretty cool. It's kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> it's kind of like Pokemon in some way. Catching Pokemon. In this case, you're catching these creatures called Persona. And it's very fun. That that part is very fun. Collecting Persona and, and fighting with them. That is pretty fun. But it's also very dark. As I said, it's not like... <clears throat> It's not like with Pokemon where these things look like animals or whatever. Some of them look... Well, there's one that looks like a part of a male's body. And um, you probably know what I'm talking about. It looks terrible. And then there are other ones which just look scary. Or other ones that look kind of cute but weird also. These are very weird creatures. It's not like cutie pie um, Pokemon. It's very different. And it's all because of the world of mementos being, you know, this manifestation of our inner feelings. And a lot of people's inner feelings are not so beautiful as what they show on the outside. And so your mission in, in Persona 5 is pretty much to go in there and to give people a change of heart. Because people in the real world might show themselves as being one thing, but they are actually... They show themselves as, as being good people, but they might still be bad people on the inside... And what you want to do is prevent them from doing bad stuff by going into mementos and defeating them. And by that, giving them a change of heart, realizing that what they're doing is not a good thing and that they, that they need to change. And so to do that, Joker needs some help. He gets help from other characters, which are pretty, pretty cool. All of those characters that are playable and not not just the ones that are playable, but really all characters in Persona 5 are so cool. You have the protagonist, of course which in the world of Mementos is known as Joker. Then you have Morgana, which is this cat that is not really a cat. Um, it ac actually came from the world of Mementos. Then you have Ryuji, which, um, you know, this guy is a guy who is just insane. And I love him. Uh, you have Ant Takamaki. You have Yusuke. Uh, you have Makoto. You have Futaba. You have Haru. You have Goro who is uh, in the Persona 5 in the original is quite different from the version you get in Persona 5 Royal. It's one of those where the story is changed quite a bit. And in Persona 5 Royal, you also get um, Sumire Yoshiz Yoshizawa also um, completely different in the sense that it's actually completely new. It's an addition completely to the game. And all of these characters are just amazing. Of course, as I said, Ryuji is crazy, An is very, you know, beauty focused and and she's also very funny in her own way. Uh, Makoto is very um she's she's uh, a leader really and she likes to do everything the way it should be done, but sometimes it slips um uh, or, or 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 how should I say it? Sometimes it does uh, there, there is some word that slips or something that she does that isn't the correct thing. And uh, the way she behaves is kind of cute. Uh, you have Yusuke, who's kind of weird as, as an artist. Uh, all of these characters, they, are, they have their own personality. And maybe the only thing that 
I could criticize somehow regarding their personality is maybe that they are a bit similar to the characters we've seen before. I mean, for example, Persona 4, when I think of Ryuji, I think also of Kanji in Persona 4 and how they are a bit similar, not entirely, but there are some some similarities there. Uh, of course, Teddy uh, in Persona 4 was pretty much a mascot and Morgana is also a mascot in um, Persona 5. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's fine. I think that, that the cast is still different enough. Um, but maybe that is one thing that you could criticize. It's very hard to criticize this game because they do so much right. And it's still... Even with me singing all these praises, it's not for everyone. It's a turn-based RPG, which a lot of people don't like. Uh, it's it's not action-based. For that, you can look at other games like Persona 5 Strikers, but that wasn't as well received. And it's also not... It's just not the same thing. If you want to get the best Persona experience, Persona 5 is what you have to look for. I've played Persona 4 before. I started Persona 3. Um, never finished that. I should have, um, but I have never finished that. I just started it and Persona 4 I did actually finish and you know when I look at Persona 5 it's just on a, another level um style wise uh, it's so cool it's so freaking cool you know when when I look at Persona 4 it was more like everything was a bit more happy in the way that it looked it was still the story was still pretty dark in some places but Persona 5 just looks cool uh, it, it, not just the 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 story is cool, but also all the look. Uh, the, the look is just cool. It's uh, it's so artsy and 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 I don't know, different. I really like it. And when you look at the Metacritic scores, the Persona Five game on PlayStation Four got a ninety-three. Persona Five Royal got a ninety-five. Damn. And these games are they are one hundred hours long. Now, do I need them to be one hundred hours long? Not necessarily. I think that you can trim some fat. Uh, maybe that is also a criticism. Um, but I know that a lot of Persona 5 uh, and Persona fans will not agree because they like how long these games are. I personally don't um, because I just don't have the time. For me, playing Persona 5, it was very much like playing it, um, playing a bunch in one month and uh, just, you know, not playing um for two three months and then playing again a lot during uh a month again like after three three months i would have another month where i would be playing the game a lot and so it would be in in chunks i i didn't i i had to play something else in between because i just cannot i just cannot do that just stay on one game it's just not the way i like to play games and um yeah to me it's just it's just too much and the thing is that this game is a lot about it's it's a JRPG, a turn-based JRPG. So of course there are things like upgrading your stats, upgrading your weapons, up all of that stuff is there, and it's pretty cool to do. And of course, then you have the persona, you have to upgrade the persona, you can fuse persona, you can sacrifice persona to strengthen other persona that you have, and you can do this in a room that is called the Velvet Room, which is also pretty cool and uh, Igor is there and Igor is a weird guy and I don't want to spoil everything but it's it's all very weird but very cool in 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 its own way um so there are all of these mechanics and and that is all very cool and very much like what you would expect from uh, a turn-based JRPG but then there are also other things like time management like in Persona 5 
you're in a school, right? And it's you, the protagonist, and all these guys that I mentioned. Not every one of them is in the school, but uh, most of them are with you in the school. And you then have to go to school. You go to school, you have to answer questions uh, that teachers ask you. You have to take exams. You have to uh, study. Uh, all of those things apply. You can go out with friends, uh, eat, go to the theater, to the cinema. Um, you can uh, start creating relationships with girls or guys. So all of these things uh, add up then. And, and, and you have to manage your time because uh, the way this works is that this group, the friends of, of the protagonist, they are called the Phantom Thieves. And as I said, they go into the into mementos to give certain people a change of heart to stop them from doing bad things. And they have to do that normally. It, it works like this. You have you have a, a, a time, uh, a, an estimated time for that because there is a deadline that you have to just, you have to do it by then. You have to take care of that guy in mementos by then because there is some event that is going to happen. For example, there may be one guy is um, about to do something terrible and you know that that thing, that terrible thing is going to happen on day X. So you have to do everything before day X um, and you have to manage your time. Will you go immediately there and take care of the guy or will you uh, keep on upgrading your, your uh, team? Will you keep grinding or will you, you know, strengthen your relationships with all of these characters? Because that is also something that is going to help you in a battle. The more you understand your uh, partners in battle, the better the, the battles are because you will create... Um, yeah, you will profit from that. There will be certain um, features that are unlocked because of that. Um, so there is just a lot to do in this game. And uh, that is also a reason why it then takes so much time to beat it. And I think that you could trim it a lot. A lot, I think. Besides that, also mini games and whatever. That there is so much to do in this game. It's insane. It's insane. And still, at the end of it, I still felt like it was worth it. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I, I think that my experience could have been even better if I did not, you know, lose interest in it because I I felt the need to play something different because it is so long. So I don't know. I think they could bring it down to 40 hours and still deliver a great game. And I don't mean that you have to get rid of all the other content. I, I think you can make it just optional. Uh, make it more of an optional thing instead of... And, and it's not easy to do the way this game is designed, but I think that they can figure out a way to do it. And with they, I mean, of course, Atlas. Uh, let's talk about Atlas. Let's mention Atlas because they deserve praise for that. It's just... Such an amazing game. And of course, Sega Publishing. And uh, I, I just love this game. I just really love this game. And I'm very excited what they're doing next. <sighs> but I guess you already know by now that I love this game. The way I talk about it. And the way I said that it is probably one of the best JRPGs of all time. Because it just really is. And maybe even the best of all time. It's really hard to think of another game that does it as well in all of those aspects as Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal does. So just play it. Just really just play it and go see for yourself. Now, if you're a guy who doesn't like JRPGs at all, then, well, yeah, probably you will not be able to stick around for the 100 hours. 
So that honestly might also be a reason to make it shorter, so that certain people who are not in this into this genre uh, would be able to stick around for quite a while longer. I don't know, but it's your typical anime stuff also. So if you don't like animes, probably you also will not enjoy this because it's very much your typical anime story of, you know, these teens saving the world. So that might also not be something for everyone. And it is very cheesy and very weird. It's very Japanese in that way. So as I said, it is not for everyone. But if you feel like this could be something for you, then just pull the trigger. Just do it. Get this game play it and you will probably love it but until then you know what you can do until then and maybe this is also a pretty good way to play through this game just put on an episode of this podcast while you're playing that might be a good way to to spend your time (sighs) but keep in mind that next week there will be no episode because uh, of easter and stuff you know uh there will be no episode next week of course this week this week the episode also came out later because of all the stuff that happened and I wanted really to talk about it and also because next week there will be no episode so this way I'm bridging the gap a bit and I hope you're not uh, mad about that I hope you um, can wait the two weeks then and then listen again tune in again into the next episode I hope you will do that but as I said until next time keep on playing